I'm Amy. Hey, I'm Erica. Sorry we missed you at happy hour this week. Oh yeah, you weren't there. Bummer. But no worries, we've got you covered. Yeah, we're rewinding this week's happy hour chat. The dish on pop culture. True crime. Hot topics in the news. And of course, podcasts. So, pour yourself a glass and... Cheers! You're listening to Happy Hour Rewind. Welcome back to Happy Hour Rewind. I'm Amy Randolph, one of your hosts, with Erica Jarvis. Hey, everybody. Hello. How are you doing today? Oh, um, it's a day. It's a full day. It's a full day, and I am tired. I hear you, girl. It's something in the air. I told you this earlier. Mm -hmm. I think we're approaching... The holiday season. And it's Absolutely. my favorite time of the year, not because of Christmas and family, but girl, I love it when it's dark outside at night because yes. I you need do. all of that sun in the morning to wake the fuck up. Sure. And so we're in that in-between. We're close to... We're close to daylight saving. Daylight saving, but we're not there yet. Yeah. But I actually really love this time of year right before daylight saving because it's so golden in the afternoon. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's just... Uh, it reminds me of being home in Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. I feel like I'm back up in Pennsylvania again, and it's just cozy. Mm-hmm. Like, the weather is cozy. It's getting cold. Er, but here, it's just, like, the humidity isn't at 80%. It's at 20 It's our version of fall. We'll see <laughs> fall in February, but there's just something about this in between right now, and it's crushing me. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, maybe you're tired because you fret all day about Florida weather, uh-huh. and then you go outside, and it's so nice that you release, yes. but... But you've already spent all that energy being worried about it. Or like, you know, do I have my umbrella? Is it going to rain? And you realize, no, we're past thunderstorm season. Right? Or tell me if you feel this, and I am sure that you do. Yes. In the morning, you are blow drying your hair. You're sweating all over again from your shower. The Mm -hmm. humidity. You're doing your makeup. You're putting on your outfit. You know you're going to walk outside and ruin everything. And just that dread of that first walk outside. And lately it's been like, Oh, oh. Yes. it's only 88. The craziness of getting excited about how 88 is cold. Yeah. For us, whereas growing up north, I was like, guys, it's 88. We got to crank this AC to 54. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. I'm also tired because I just feel, again, like the anticipation for something uh-huh. that finally happens and then that like dropped you get afterwards. Yeah. So I, I can't say what it is, but a big work thing. Yeah happened today, something that I've been working with with my team for months, and it's been, it's a big scary Uh thing, and we finally got, and we did the thing, and it went off without a hitch, Yeah, and so now I'm like, it's almost like um, after you get married, they say that brides get like blues, Yes, you know, that like it's- The wedding blues. Yeah, the anticipation and all the work is Uh over, and now you just sit in it like, "Eh, and you're like not the center of attention anymore, and nobody (laughs) is asking you all of the time like right. how is it going are you okay what do you need you know in the constant changes and all of the rush up to getting the thing done and now yeah. that it's done I'm like oh, I, did right? I was so tired the other day I almost thought about like taking my lunch break at home and just getting a tight 20 minutes yes. and like that I would have just been crazy refreshed when I was done so instead I just kind of like took myself out got some sun on my face got a coffee but still, was like, but that nap would have been real rad. Sure. It would have been would real have been. rad. You know what's nice? A winter nap. 
Except if you nap too late in the day and then you wake up at five o'clock and, and it's, it's full dark, dark out, it's very disorienting. Oh, and then you're like, you know what? I'm going to just keep writing this out. Exactly. See you all in the morning. Right? Just, if I had done that when I was like 16 years old, my parents would have killed me. But now, my mom is like, oh, good for you getting all your sleep back. <laughs> good news, you're an adult too. No one can tell you when you nap and when you don't. Well, that's debatable. And we'll get to adulting later. But you friends. know what an adult can do? What is that? An adult can have a beverage. Yes, they fucking can. So, what kind of beverage? An adult beverage. Woo! So, Amy, cheers. cheers. Drink of the week. What are you partaking in? Ah, I, okay, so I'll tell you what I'm having. Yeah, that's the the whole goal (laughs) of this segment of the show. That's the question you just asked me. What am I having? 100%. Well, let me tell you. Oh, please. Thank you. I'm drinking an IPA from the Dogfish Head Brewery, the 60-minute IPA. They have a 90-minute and I believe a 120. Yes. And they get, you know, stronger in their ABV the longer that they brew. And I don't know how you really brew a beer in 60 minutes. They have a trick at Dogfish Head. I used to drink this beer because we had it on tap at the bar I worked at in college. Fancy. And they also had a raisin beer, which sounds gross. Oh, raisin de etra. Yes. Uh It was so good. Um, But let me tell you, this beer is delicious. I'm so happy to be having it. But when I was on my way home tonight and I stopped off to buy the drink of the week to decide what I was going to have, I was standing in the store and I felt like having an IPA. You know, it is fall. Like a good craft beer feels right. And I started to realize, or I've been realizing even recently, that I don't have a favorite IPA anymore. Yeah. And I love drinking IPAs. My very favorite IPA is from Bell's in Michigan, oh. Bell's Brewery in Kalamazoo, called uh, Two Hearted yep. Ale. And it's hard to get down here, and it's expensive. But then my second favorite ever was Sam Adams Rebel IPA, yeah. which they don't do anymore. So I've been trying to, like, find my new go-to okay. IPA. So, like, you were impressed by the selection that I bought of single beers at Publix. And I taught you to buy... The single beers. You did. This is all you. But, you know, I bought five or four or five single beers tonight, and then I'm I'm going to try to drink different ones all the time uh-huh. until it's like, this is the one. Like, I have a friend who really loves High Life from Cigar City. Yeah. And I think, okay. I think it's okay. It's fine. And it'll do in a pinch. It'll do. And, you know, Sam Adams is trying to come out with that New England thing. I'm not mm-hmm. sold on that one. So I'm just trying to find... Oh, I do love Founders All Day. That's a good one. That is a good one. I just grabbed two singles from Publix the other day of Founders All Day IPA. But while it's good and it's super drinkable, it's not like my favorite Are you missing that like bite? Yeah, a little bit. Just uh, in the back end. I'm also trying to figure out what my favorite thing is about an IPA. Like, do I want it to be really piney? Uh Do I want it to be really hoppy? Yeah. And here's the other thing. I really, really like Ellison Space Dust. Oh, but, but that's the ABV, I can't a have monster. more than two, or I'm wasted. Yeah. Same with Little Something Something Male. Oh, oh yeah. The, oh, no, the sorry. Lagunitas. The Lagunitas. That's IPA. A, it's, it's a great one. It's so good. Yeah, the ABV is high as hell. Like, what can I just sip on and really enjoy and, uh-huh. like, you know, be able to go to work in the morning? <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, long way around that, I'm having Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA. What are you having? I actually jacked a beer from you tonight because I saw you were drinking beer, and I'm having one of your Wicked Weed Brewing Pernicious Pernicious. IPAs. It's good. Yeah. You know, I I wouldn't take it it home, (laughs) but like... 
I bought to take it home to meet my parents. <laughs> I bought a six pack of them a couple weeks ago, and there's four left in the fridge, and that should tell you what I thought of that. <laughs> okay, Mad Manatee IPA, I actually think, from Bold City is a really solid one. Yeah, but I hate manatees. Yeah. I don't know if we've, we've talked about that on We've the talked show. about it a handful of times, your distaste for a manatee, but regardless, it's a great beer from Bold City that's pretty drinkable. Like a session IPA, I think is what you're looking for. Yeah. One yeah. where you could have three or four over the course of a night and not be blitzed. For sure. Yeah. You know what's great from Bold City that's not an IPA, though, is that Killer Whale Cream Ale. Killer Whale Cream Ale is amazing. I was just home mm. at my parents in St. Augustine over the weekend, mm-hmm. and my dad has been working with Bold City for a church fundraiser. Ironic, but lovely. <laughs> and he had them donate 75 Cases of beer. Cases. Holy shit. For $45. That's fantastic. Yeah. They just charge you the tax. Yeah. And then this way the church can sell each can for like $5 and then really make the money on it. But there's a couple of great beers. My dad jacked like a six pack of his favorite one. It's like, oh, really good one. But anyway, Bold City is really great. Personal charity is fine as well. (laughs) He works his tail off. He can have six beers and pay the tax for it. So let's talk about our favorite thing of the past week, our yes. shot of the week. Erica, what did you take your shot on? My hair. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> so my aunt and my mom were in town a couple weeks ago, and we did like a Disney day. Mm-hmm. And we stayed at one of the hotels on property, and in the morning, my aunt was blow-drying her hair, but not with a blow-dryer. Okay, your cat is a monster. The cat. We're crawling so, everywhere. She's being such an asshole. <sighs> We need a speaking real studio. Of, speaking of assholes, I came home to cat diarrhea on the floor. And yeah. so it's just, I'm not happy with my choice of a cat day. right now. Anyway, back to your hair. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so my aunt was blow drying her hair, but she was using one of those like blow dry brushes that like, yeah. Ugh, do we like those? Do we not like those? I've not found one I loved. Well, I had one of the greatest hair days ever from right. the Revlon. Revlon. Revlon has one. It's kind of like an oblong shape. Mm-hmm. And you turn it on. You let it, like, get a little warm. I went from wet hair to, like, one of the greatest blowouts I've ever had. Seriously? Seriously. And it's, like, $25 on Amazon. Can I try it one of day course. before I commit? Because I might love that. Yeah, so my aunt, my mom, and I, like, try it. And even just, like, on second day hair... I was able to use this and get, like, a great bang situation and just, like, refluff my hair. My mom has one of those heat comb tools, uh-huh. and she does do her, like, fluff on her bangs and stuff So on this it, is, like, a... Just, like, getting ready to go out to dinner or whatever. Yeah. It was, you know, it looks like a round brush, but it's kind of yeah. oblong-shaped. Yeah. And I don't want newscaster hair no. where it's, like, perfectly curled under, Mm-mm. but this just gave a great blowout, and it wasn't too puffy, and, like, all day it was, like, sleek and shiny, and I was, like... Oh. oh, but I'm going away this weekend for a couple of days, and this is a great way to pack one thing. Yeah, for sure. And be done with my hair. I don't need a brush and a hair dryer and a curler and all of these things. I, just, I highly recommend. You can get them at Bath and Body Works. Use your forty percent <laughs> off coupon yes. for a one item and get a really great hair thing. And it's just like I've seen these forever. I'm like, that's stupid. Ditto. And then I tried it. And I was like, oh, that's on me. That's my bad. That's my crossy bear that I didn't realize how great it was. I'm so sorry for, like, the two straight men listening. Yeah, but good to have you guys. For realsies, when a girl finds a great beauty, like, yes. hack or tool, it is their duty to share it with their 100%. girlfriends. 100%. So I So I am sharing that. it with you. Thank you. I shared it with some girlfriends today. My one friend, Jen, went, oh, yeah, I've been using that forever. 
To where which I you? said, where were you? Jen, where were you on preaching the good word of this Revlon fucking hairbrush? It is a sister's duty. And I had every right to yell at her for not sharing earlier. 100% you did. You were right. But Amy, share with the class. Yes. What your shot of the week was. So my shot of the week is that Jennifer Aniston joined Instagram. <gasps> she did. Either yesterday or today. And it's like, this is the cutest thing in the world. Because I don't think she told, like, her friends. I'm actually <laughs> literal her friends from the television show. I'm not going to go back and explain who Jennifer Aniston is. If you don't know, then go listen to a Visco Girl podcast. This is, no, <laughs> this is not for you. This is for Zennials. So, like, the world found out because Matt LeBlanc posted a really cute picture of them in a Friends TV show promo and said, like, 25 years yeah. ago tonight, I remember like it was yesterday. Sweet. Really sweet. And he uh, added, so tagged all hit four of the cast members and went hashtag Jennifer Aniston because up until now she's been the only French yep. cast member without an Insta. And then Jennifer Aniston commented, you don't have to hashtag me anymore. <laughs> and like that's how she introduced yes. herself on Instagram. And then people were freaking the fuck out to the point where I saw a page six headline that yes. Jennifer Aniston broke Instagram. Oh, because so yeah. many people were trying to follow her at once that her whole page like caught a bug and Ooh, shut down. Shit. Because I then saw somebody else. So I was following this via comments by celebs. Yeah, they were all over it. They were. And first they posted, we think, uh, obviously Jennifer Aniston is on Instagram. Then someone replied, why can't I follow her? And then Courtney Cox replied, I can't either and I'm in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> so her her page just got like shut down because so many people at once must have tried oh, to go wow, follow yeah. her. And I haven't yet. I'm trying to give it time to come back up, but I can't. Oh, wait. I was able to do it. I followed her. Oh, fantastic. Don't worry. I can give you all of the updates. There is one photo. <laughs> and then there's a secondary comments by celebs that came out today where they their post of we guess Jennifer Anderson is on Facebook. She commented, wow, you girls are fast. Yeah, I, <laughs> and so they took that and reposted it. That had to be so monumental for them. I mean, oh, the time they got, because we've talked about them on this show before mm-hmm. when we were really deep diving pods and how their like relationship with Kelly Ripa made it to air of Kelly and Ryan. Like that was peak for them. But I think Jennifer Aniston being like, oh, hey, girls. So like comments by celeb is in Jennifer Aniston's like world. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go to work tomorrow because I would be dead. dead. Would be literally dead on the ground. I bet you'd go on their podcast. They had Kelly Ripa on yeah. their podcast, and then very the only problem is you know what I think about their voices. I think that their oh. their whole angle is rad, but there's something about the lack of inflection in their voice. I dig what they're doing. Yeah, I cannot no listen to that show. I want better. Sorry, girls. Yeah, sorry. We love you, and you know we'll come back for you and try you again. If, yeah. You know, Tweet us. Let us know your voices got better. <laughs> we'll be there. All right. Well, Amy, I think it's time we bring everybody along on the journey of all of the conversations you have had, you and I have had this week at our happy hour. Time and to rewind. Time them. to rewind it all. And there has been something in the TV universe yes. that you and I have just been kind of giddy excited about. So cute. So wholesome. You guys, a, bra- a very Brady renovation on HGTV has been legit the sweetest thing on television. It's the cutest summer television yeah. of the year. They win 2019 with Sweet and Wholesome uh-huh. Family Television. So we all know what the Brady Bunch is. Yes. It's a story of a lovely lady. <laughs> no. no. I think it starts with, this is a story of a man named Brady. Oh. Who was living with oh, th- three... No, so like, it's a story of a lovely lady. No, because the, the lyric is, 
story of a lovely lady with living with three girls of her own because they tell the boy story first. At any rate. Any? We've all seen this right. show. I'm sorry for everybody screaming at us right now. Yes. Um, so that's a DM. We all know what the Brady Bunch is. Now, it came out in the 70s, so you and I, being babies of the 80s, uh-huh. didn't watch the show live, but how many times do you think that you have seen that sitcoms five seasons in its entirety? Ooh. Bare Bones? Mm-hmm. Eight, nine times. Ditto, my girl. And I think it was just, it was the perfect after-school show. It was yes. before, like, the true Nick at Night of it all, whereas you could come home from elementary school and be watching TV, yes. TBS or whatever it, it was. was. And it was, yeah, like, yeah, it was safe and you could see. The CW. Before, it was called the WB back then. True story. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but you could watch Brady Bunch and I Dream of Jeannie and Bewitched, and mm-hmm. it was just this amazing time and the old school Batman show with Adam West Uh Um, Wow! but it was so great and so we both have actually been to the Brady Bunch house in Studio City California or what you think is the Brady Bunch house so you everyone has seen the show and everyone's seen the opening credits with the shot of this ranch style house which is they were in California on the show right but then, like, folklore kind of through the ether, all of us have, like, grown up and, like, had our bubbles burst, and you realize that the show wasn't actually shot inside that house. I think that when you become, you an, as you get a little older watching TV, your parents have to tell you, like, that is a soundstage. They're on a set. That maybe. was a, just a shot. Yeah. From the street of a house that they paid people a lot of money to be able to use the outside of their house. Exactly. And it's in Studio City, California, like right off of Ventura. Yeah, so the actual house still does exist. Yeah. They took this picture of back in the 60s uh-huh. um, for the show, and it's always been known as the famous Brady house. Yeah. And the funny thing about it, too, is that they actually superimposed a second story onto that house by just building a scenic flat yep. on it to take that picture. Yeah. Because in the Brady house, there's two stories. Correct. But in real life, that house is only a single story. And to your, like you just said, it's in Studio City, California, still oh. there. And my sister lived blocks from it. Yep. So did one of your very good girlfriends. Uh-huh. So on trips out to visit, you and I both have been to the Brady yeah. house. I have a fantastic photo yeah. in front of it. It's the most nostalgic thing, but you're also like, I am two feet away from a Starbucks and a Ralph's grocery store. <laughs> True story. And like, this is my childhood wrapped yes. up on this little street. And there's a great plaque, you know, yeah. that this is the Brady Bunch house. But a few years ago, people who owned it put it up for sale. And yes. it was this massive thing in the media because Brady House Lance, was for sale. The, yeah, it was finally for sale after, you know, decades. And Lance Bass was like in the running to buy it because he wanted to preserve it and make sure it didn't go to anybody in a bad way. But for sure. You then, can't demolish it. You can't demolish it. Then all of a sudden, you hear HGTV swooped in and bought the house. And you're like, fuck. Shit. What is HGTV doing with this house? I and was actually kind of yay. But, I was. But I know a lot I was of like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. You know I love me. 98% of HGTV. Yes, you do. Um, But then we found out this summer that they brought in... Every Reno TV show, we've got Property Brothers um, and a handful of others, and they were going to make the house, the true Brady house, on the inside. Because like you said, the inside did not match the outside. The curtains did not match the drapes. <laughs> didn't you mean the carpet did not match the drapes? Well, also the curtains were different in every room. The carpet didn't match the drapes, is what I meant to say. <laughs> but now they do. You 
you guys, it's just so adorable. So here's the really fun part is they actually got on board all six of the Brady Bunch kids. Crazy, right? Um, to come onto the show and they use them so sweetly as like subject matter experts uh-huh. because they spent their childhood on that set. Yeah. So they're recreating from the carpet to the furniture to the decor. To the curtains to the drapes. To the curtains and the drapes. <laughs> Every single thing in the house, they're re-replicating the whole house. Yeah. And, you know, they're figuring out what to do. And then there's, like, the HGTV, you know, kind of real part that you kind of get to see, which you also know is a little bit bullshit. Always. They've got to get a permit from the city. But it turns out the mayor is a Brady Bunch fan. So. What? Crazy. Yeah, right. And then, you know, it's. Thankfully, there's nothing wrong structurally with the house because yeah. that really could have stopped the project. But it's they every episode they take one or two of the Brady kids and pair them up with an HGTV designer yeah. and they focus on a room. Like the first week, they recreated the staircase, the most iconic part, the of most the iconic entire house. And to watch the Property Brothers uh-huh. walk Marie McCormick up and down this like mm, mock up. So, so. Of the staircase and to make sure that they get the stair treads right. Uh-huh. It's, it's just so heartwarming. And to watch the kids every week, like, they get a little reveal. Like, yeah. So they get to help pick out the furnishings. And, like, Peter Brady, Christopher Knight, had to figure out the exact right color of the exterior of the house. Uh-huh. So he was going around. He finally pulled off a sconce and found the real exterior color that you see in the show. Oh, great. And then they figured out the Pantone of that. That's so great. And then, you know, he figures it out, and then he has to go away, and they paint the house. And then he gets to see and the reveal. And he gets to see yeah, the reveal. And so cute. All, at the end of every episode, they have all six kids come in and just you know, cry and, and so, and all the fixtures inside the house, like I watched the kitchen one Uh and you know how it's the green chairs and the orange, the avocado and the orange, they were actually able to find, so, so Paramount has some of the actual stuff or good replicas of it from the Brady movies, Mm. but not all of it. They didn't keep all of it. And so HGTV crowdsourced too, because I've seen more episodes of this. You have, I know. Um, they crowdsourced and, you know, like one woman called up and said, I have the avocado fridge, not the one from the show, but that same one. And my mom's been holding on to it for years. So they go to Michigan, hello, Mitten State, and they drive it back from Michigan. But there was something else. I think it was a hutch that someone actually had from the show that their parents had bought on auction years ago. And they're like, we're willing to donate it yeah, back to this project. To. You most certainly have to. Because you just have to see this. You it's have just- to watch it. And also, this isn't where it stops of watching it on the show. They're running the sweepstake. Where if you post your own, like, very Brady renovation photo on Instagram, you can win in a sweepstake a week in the Brady house and stay there and live there, you know, sleep. Comb your hair a hundred times like a Marsha Brady in front of that... Mirror that pink room. Yes. It's so cool. I want to do that It's so the bad. most nostalgic thing I think that's happened in a while. Every, like we said, everything old is new again. Yeah. But this is it makes exactly heart, what we needed. It makes your heart so happy. It totally Can is. Can I tell you one fucking adorable thing before we move on? Yeah. Because uh, I know it's an episode that you haven't seen. Yeah. No, they're on my DVR waiting for me for like a day that I'm not busy. <laughs> so the episode where they do the backyard <gasps> with the AstroTurf and, and that creep swing. Uh-huh. They have the actors who played Bobby and Cindy, so the two uh-huh. youngest, and they have them as a subject matter experts for the backyard, and they're figuring out the doghouse. Remember Tiger yes, the dog in his doghouse? Who could forget? Did you know 
Bobby and Cindy between takes used to go in Tiger's doghouse and make out <gasps> because they tell us <laughs> they were like seven. Yeah, so they would go in there and play like kissy face. Ew! And then so cute. His name is Michael. I can't remember his last name. The actor who played Bobby, Mike He's Williams, like, or something. No, something like that. It's like it's okay. We were married. Marie McCormick married us one day. <laughs> so oh. they went between takes, go in the little doghouse, and like, and like it's just. You find out you do find out a lot of like behind the sets. Yeah, stuff. they tell a lot of stories, and they also really memorialize um, Robert Reed, Robert Reed, and Florence Henderson, and Anne B. Davis. Yeah, um, Alice. Yeah, Alice, who have all passed, but they tell great stories, yeah. like they really are their mom and dad. And, they, yeah, you know. I heard them on a um, episode of like a town hall with Andy Cohen on Sirius, mm-hmm. kind of prepping for this show and doing press. And the way that they talk about all of them, especially Robert Reed, about like yeah. how he was such a father figure. A true dad to them, it, yeah. It's so sweet to listen to. Like, what an amazing life experience and childhood to have. 100%. You guys, I, I super recommend just for, to give feel it a go. Good. It's not a lot of episodes. Like, it doesn't hurt to throw that on while you're meal prepping for the week. Or, or just to escape from the world. Like, if you have a shit day, go home and watch a very Brady renovation. Yeah. And you can, you'll, it's just so great. Yeah. So sweet. All right, let's let's move it on to something that is sweet question mark question mark. I don't know. So something dropped in the news last week, and we all love a scandal. Yeah, right. But this is one of those social media drudged up scandals. Yeah. So last Sunday, I believe it was, uh, as in every Sunday in the fall, it's football season. Yep. The Dallas Cowboys played at home in Dallas, and. The owner, uh, what's his name, Jerry, what's his nuts? Jerry Bear. Jerry Bear. Um, has his suite and he invites his celebrity friends yeah. to come to the game. A picture was tweeted out of Alan DeGeneres, gay talk show host, uh, liberal civil rights activist on the side, and George W. Bush, former Republican president, yep. side by side, smiling in the owner's box of the Dallas Stadium. Yeah. Cute picture. They both look super happy. Yeah. They're enjoying the game. There was an uproar. Huge uproar because of her stance and her strong belief in, you know, equality, which, of course, I believe we should all have that stance. But at the end of the day, people were really upset that she seemed to have a friendship with George Bush, who, while in his George presidency... Well, yeah, it couldn't be George H. because he's no longer with us. True story. <laughs> um, but during his presidency, he was still very much don't ask, don't tell. No, you know, um, rights for the LGBTQ plus community. And so people were just like, what the heck are you doing, Ellen? Like, that's nobody that you should be associated with. And she had to come out and, like, defend herself. Right. And, you know, you and I were talking about it. which A lot. Rewinding it now. And I didn't know which side I came down on. So I listened to the Keep It podcast this uh-huh. week and they touched on it. And Louis Bertel, one of the hosts of that show, was fully giving rage to it. Now, he is a gay man, but he wasn't raging so much on the LGBTQ rights as um, he used the phrase, George W. Bush has blood on his hands. Yeah. So talking about, and you and I talked a lot about the Iraq war and how it began, you know, as we were talking about this and like the, you know, responsibility of George W. Bush back then, Uh and you know, the 
false accusation of weapons of mass destruction and all of that. Not that I want to bring that all of that up here, but I can kind of go there in my mind of, yeah, Ellen, what are you doing with with this man, you know, at a Dallas game being who you are and, you know, the harm that he has proceeded yeah. to, you know, brought upon this country. And but then again, I think you're going to bring up the Michelle, aren't you? Yeah, I think, you know, um, if we're going to come for her, who is a talk show host who has had him on her show before. True story. So they have already, if you have a problem with Ellen and him being friends, you should have a problem with Ellen having him on his show to promote her show, Mm -hmm. to promote his book. True. But then we also know one of the cutest things we've seen in politics in the last 10 plus years is the sweet relationship that Michelle Obama has with George and their kindness that they show towards each other. Also, sidebar, I saw Vice. I just don't know how much blood is on George's hands. I think a lot is on Dick Cheney. Movies are movies for a reason. That wasn't a documentary that I watched. But also, I think people can evolve and change. I believe he probably feels bad about a lot of things. But we don't know because he doesn't share that with us. But if the thought process is we're supposed to not be associated with him, how does his daughter host the Today Show without getting this rage about it? But... Ellen had a great... She was a teenager or a college sure. student. It's not her fault we went to a false war. No, but I'm just saying there seems to be, like, anger towards him that, like, it's radiate, radiated, radiated to others. Yeah. And Ellen had a, a lot to say about it. Yeah, so, you know, it's not very often that Ellen gets hate. She's not often controversial. In fact, she's pretty much just a darling of, of everybody all the time. But she was getting some blowback for this one, and so she addressed it on her show. Yeah, I watched it. It was and pretty powerful. Yeah, we watched the video, but she also, uh, or her quote at least, has been out in social media. So I, I'm going to read it because it changed my mind uh-huh. and put me back on, you know, Ellen's side. And so she says, she kind of preambles with a, you know, just because... I don't agree with all of my friends on everything. And just because I disagree with my friends on something, I I don't stop being friends with them. Yeah. But the real hitter is, she said, when I say be kind to one another, I don't only mean only the people who think the same way that you do. I mean, be kind to everyone. Yeah. So that was a turning point for me, you know, regardless of if it's true that it's George W. Bush's fault that we've lost hundreds of soldiers, yeah. thousands, I think, at this point, um, or not. I just, everyone does deserve kindness, I suppose. I agree. And, like, and she ends are, her show every day with be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. So this has been her stance since she's been on the air, like, 15-plus years. Yeah. And I do think that you just don't know the battles others are fighting. You, We don't know... What the war room and the situation room really looked like after 9-11. It was we one don't. of the worst days a majority of, of us ever faced. He did what, what he thought he had to nation. do. Exactly. Yeah. He did what he thought he had to do, but he hasn't done... Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to not extend kindness to anybody because you know what? Like Whether or not they deserve it, it's for you. Sure. You should behave in a way where... You extend kindness to as many people as you can. Maybe not Ted Bundy, but like, you know, (laughs) there are certain ways that, like, you know, you just don't know anybody. You don't know things. Just do what you have to do at the end of the day to look yourself in the mirror, put your head on that pillow, and get the best tight eight you can. I just think that there's so much, we're we're being drilled by, feels like all sides now about this social consciousness. Yeah. 
using people's correct pronouns. Yep. And, you know, we're kind of coming off of this cancel culture phase, which we've talked about in previous versions yeah. of this show, and how it, it's just so hard to be correct about anything on social media or just in society in public yeah. anymore, that pretty much every single thing that you can do can be criticized somehow. So where I side with Ellen is that she's just trying to even the playing field yeah. and say, Regardless of what he did in the past, regardless of what I've done in the past, or what either of us are going to do in the future, it doesn't mean we can't be kind to one another mm-hmm. when we're sitting in the Dallas box together. Absolutely. And enjoy a fucking football game. Right? <laughs> I know. I completely agree with you. But the thing that I can't agree with you on. Oh, yeah. What is that? Are we rewinding something else? You want to rewind a new one? Yeah. <laughs> are you mad at me? I'm... I have a lot of feelings. Like okay. that girlfriend Mean Girls... <laughs> who gets up there and, like, wants rainbows and, you know. But you go here. I do go here, thank God. You know a mother's milk to me. Yes. Uh, the way to put me asleep fast. I do know. Is a heavy blanket and yeah. the nanny on television. You mean the Fran Drescher sitcom from the 90s? I, from CBS, I certainly do. Okay. I can listen to that woman's laughter and that high-pitched voice. And Mama out like a light. I it's, also love the Nanny Television yes. series. I wrote an entire blog post about how sure hashtag did. Nanny on Netflix. It <laughs> is impossible to find this television show on a streaming platform. In my mind, she is just this awesome, just sitcom star. Yes, true. Then you told me about a podcast to listen to this week. I did. That's so retrograde. I did from Dear Media. Yes. And I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is Fran Drescher fucking nuts? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Is the actual fuck? What happened to Fran Drescher? So I listened to this podcast on a, on a fluke. It's uh-huh. not a podcast I listen to regularly. No. And it's the first time Very I, health-oriented, like... Yeah. So deep state. I never even heard it before. You know what I was doing a couple of weeks ago is I was going through recommended for you yeah, on the Google that. podcast app based on the other shows I listened to. So I subscribed to a bunch of shows and I hadn't listened to a whole handful oh, of them. Yes. So earlier this week, I was like, that's so retrograde. That, you know, it's like the, the way it described themselves is, you know, two young girls, comedians also dabble in health food and they're a sure. little bit of everything. So I thought, yeah, oh. same. And then I saw that their latest episode had guest Fran Drescher and I, like I say, I also Love. loved the nanny. So I'm like, oh, I'm in for this. Click, listen. And uh, I also was thinking, like, I would, can't wait to talk to Erica about this. Yeah. And I know she's obsessed, obsessed with the nanny. Sure. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, guys. So I knew that Fran Drescher had faced a battle with cancer several years ago. Ovarian or uterine? Uh, I believe... Of the female anatomy. Yes, because she talks about on the podcast that yes. she doesn't have, you know, the female reproductive the organs, her bits and pieces anymore. Um, but she, so I knew that she had this cancer schmancer mm-hmm. organization, but... Uh, it's um, a great fucking name. Great fucking name. So let me tell you, like, let me... Paint a word picture. Paint, paint a picture for you as, as I was listening to the podcast, which I re-listened to again today to remind myself, <laughs> because I came home and told you about it. I was like... Oh, here's Fran Drescher. Erica will love this. Mm -hmm. Um, She starts talking about the things you need to do to be healthier for you. And I'm like, yeah, Fran, I hear you. Yes, I know that I shouldn't drink diet soda. Yeah. I know. And then she was talking about, you know, commercialism in the medical community and that you need to be vigilant with your doctors when you're there. And I'm like, yes, I agree. Because 
you know, I've gone to a doctor for something and I don't feel like they really care so sure. much. And, you know, that you need to stand up more for yourself. And if you think there's something wrong, you know your body. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fine. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. She goes back to cola and she goes, if you drink a, a sugar-free diet soda, you're basically asking for diabetes. And I was like, I've heard mm. that before. I'm like, come on. And then the next thing she says is, you eat a hot dog, you're getting leukemia. And I was like, okay, hold, hold up. No, Amy, it's if okay. you eat a hot dog three times a week, you're basically asking for a leukemia. Yeah. And I thought to myself, who the fuck's eating a hot dog even once a week? My father. Oh. My father did love right. hot dogs. But, uh, and children. Children yeah. hot dogs. I but I was like, I was like, oh, 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 what's happening? What's happening? Coming from the baseball community, I see. So then, so then she moves on to how, like, cannabis is a gift from God. And I'm like, I'm right, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm in. We got a neighbor that really enjoys it. Sure do, y'all. Guys. If you've never had a contact eye before by just sitting outside on your own balcony. <laughs> I got editing this show and we're like, what the fuck is that? What's going on? I got things to tell you. Um, but then she moves on into how she turns her Wi-Fi off in her house at night because mm-hmm. it discombobulates yep. her system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. we're left turning. We're left turning, Fran. What's happening? We're not even leaning. We went, <laughs> and then how, like, you cannot have 5G. This is why birds are falling dead out of the sky and bees are dying around the planet. It's because of 5G. Don't go to 5G. And I was like, all right, Frank, you okay? <laughs> She's crazy. You okay? I was like, oh, my God, I got to tell Erica. Um, I haven't mentioned yet the voice. Do you want to do that? Guys. If you thought her high-pitched laugh was a rough thing to listen to, and like I said, I didn't think it was rough, it is this... <laughs> Deep good voice. noise. Good news, it's gone. Good news, it's it outy. She sounds uh, like this. It's so low. It's, and it's it's low. It's it's Long Island. It's this. It's a. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, the only reason I can do it is I've got a couple relatives that are from Long Island and have smoked in their lives. But <laughs> it's um, unpleasant. It's unpleasant. It's gravelly, and then it comes with. Like an essential oil medical degree. I mean, when she talks about, you know, Diet Coke isn't good for you, I'm like, yeah, no, there are so many scientific reasons why it's not great for you. But then when she comes at you about, you must be radical. You cannot have 5G in your life. And then when she was like, we don't have bees because of 5G, I was like, we don't have bees because humans are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and pesticides. And pesticides. And like birds falling out of the sky. Well, like, well, we didn't have 5G during the plague or Moses and... There were locusts, so like I don't know what to talk to you about, Fran. And then, you know, what bothered me about everything, not only just her crazy radicalness, is that mm-hmm. how she's become a Buddhist now. And I believe you should practice whatever religion you speaks to you. But she talked about how in her Buddhist religion, you really shouldn't lead with money or think about money. And the minute you think about money, God leaves the room. And I thought to myself, must be fucking nice woman from the 90s who made so much money money but didn't you hear her brag earlier in the episode yes. the the girls themselves are who are struggling actresses the hosts of the show were talking about how agents drop them frequently because they won't go on auditions for fast food yep. or for products they don't believe in which all right girls i hear you sure and friends stops and goes listen i just turned down half a mil for kfc because i gotta walk the walk and, I, and she goes, and so you know what I did for the money? I sold a painting. I don't need stuff. And I was like, so gross. So gross. Well, what's funny is you told me about this pod. 
And then literally like a day later, I'm watching like one of my favorite shows, Beat Bobby Flay on Food Network. And she's one of the hosts in this episode. Oh, because Bobby is totally organic and phosphate free with his cooking, right? No. Oh. Uh, But on the episode... She talked about her cancer schmancer organization and how she eats a clean way of living. And then you see the chefs cooking. And if they go to the kitchen and grab an ingredient, it says, like, organic dates. Oh, they show that to the camera? Show to the camera. Uh-huh. Every single thing said organic, free range, or all of this craziness. I was like, first of all, you got paid to do this show. Because you did. Because and then you second, you made them change everything, which yeah. is fine. But it was borderline too much. Mm-hmm. And then she was all over Bobby Flay and like trying to flirt with him. And she's like, oh, I've made him nervous. Bobby, will you go on a date with me? And I was like, first of all, calm down. He dates young, attractive women. And you guys are the same age. Because <laughs> you know that but I find was, Bobby Flay was very attractive and like could go share a pizza with him. I'm going to stop you, though, and say say what you want about her look in the nanny. Fran Drescher is gorgeous. Or her was body stupid. was stupid. Banging gorgeous. Gorgeous. Banging gorgeous. Oh, I completely agree. She was smoke show. That's how she got Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> I don't know if you know that that's how the show went. Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. Um, but regardless, I am trying to do everything I can to brain dump the last week of information I have about Fran Drescher. Yeah. Because I want to continue to watch The Nanny whenever it comes to a streaming service and love on it still. I agree. I also just found it so, like, as we said earlier about people growing and evolving and changing, and we have to let them do that, to hear Fran Drescher sit on this podcast and tote clean eating and Buddhism when I watched 10 years of her being, like, the Long Island Jew who ate... (laughs) cake whenever she felt sad like, no and donuts and cookies with her mother i just like it's no, just a it's just a hard it, transition i mean to get it allow her to grow and change but it's not nearly as much fun as um yeah the however just, Long Island. it's it's always ma never mother oh my bad ma. i said her mother but yeah it's her ma 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 was it nana no who was the um the grandmother the funny lady oh my the, god i loved her what did yeah, she say? Yada. Oh yada. my god, yada. Ugh. Love her. God love her. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I, I will say though, and I'm gonna transition here yeah. to our next rewind. On the second listen of the podcast, I was like, I should probably be just a little bit more, you know, responsible for climate and oh, great. single use plastic. Yes. She was hiding on hard and that kind of stuff. Like, okay, I'm using 5G. The the birds are fine. <laughs> Um, but I was thinking that, you know, maybe I do need to take on some more personal responsibility. Uh-huh. And then we've also been talking this week about, you listen to another podcast, but we always talk about this in general, the concept of adulting. Yeah. And you're doing quotes because everyone can see that on the podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, this is something that I have been really on my own and personally stewing over sure. for about... A year and a half. So I've been really open on the show that I have a therapist. His name is Greg. He's my best friend, Greg. You and Beth and Nicole, my actual best friends, get a little annoyed about it. But reminder, I pay him. (laughs) So And I'm your best friend for free. So, like, he's your paid best friend. He's my paid best friend, which sounds creepy. Can I be your BFF, though? Like, best friend forever? No, but he's also BFF Greg. 
I know. It's fine. But anyway, I constantly go and see him, like, maybe once a quarter or once every other month, depending on what's going on, mm-hmm. and always say, like, help me. I don't feel like I'm an adult. I, okay. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'll wake up early. I'll, you know what? I will wake up every day at 530 and then I'll be an adult. And he's like, okay, let me know how that goes. And I come back and he's like, how'd it go? I was like, Ugh, you know, made it to Wednesday. And then I woke up at 830 again, still not an adult. And there was just like, in my head, there is a formula mm-hmm. of how to act and behave to feel like an adult. And, you know, and I have done some pretty fucking adult things. I got let go from a job due to a massive reorganization, which is, like, the most adult thing that I think I've ever dealt with. Well, I've especially seen, getting getting the new job. Get, then getting the new job, but, like... Being let go was not the adult part. It was the handling of it. it. That's what I mean. Like, being in a place where that could happen, you know, having loss in my life, you know, love, all of these things. And I'm constantly telling him, I do not feel like an adult. And so I saw him a couple of months ago, and we were talking, and he was like, I need to break the bad news to you. Kind of thinking about retiring soon. And I was obviously like, where are we going? <laughs> He's like, we're moving out of state. I'm like, let me get my bags. <laughs> I'm going to follow you wherever you go. But then I had, he talked to me and he was like, you talk all the time about being an adult. I'm about to retire. I'm about to end my work life. I feel every day like I'm a 28-year-old fraud. And I've never felt like an adult. I have kids. Like, I'm doing these things. And I looked at him and I was like, wait a minute. Are we all lying? Are those memes about like hashtag like adulting is hard? Yeah. Bullshit. Is it just up until your last breath that we're waiting for that other shoe to drop? You're waiting for somebody to find you out. None of us are actually adults. We're doing adult things, but we're just constantly like, yeah, but I just would love if my mom would give me a big hug and tell me everything's going to be okay and make me some soup. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think it is for me. And I think that when we're children. Uh Uh-huh. We have this concept of when I'm a grown up, I can X. Yes. When I'm a grown up, I can Y. And because then we have timelines. At we 16, have, we drive. Well, sure, exactly. And, you know, we are impatient children and we ask, when am I a grown up? And your exasperated yeah. parent says to you, when you're 18. Uh huh. <laughs> like, guess what? 18 year old? <laughs> Fucking monster children. Yeah. But you know what? They're, They're just tall children. They let me sign a big ass loan to go to Penn State, <laughs> which is very adult. Right. <laughs> Stop paying um, that off. But yeah, like basically after 25 when you can rent a car, from then on it's just like you'll die one yeah. day. I have been – There's no more like thing to gain. Yes. But, you know, I think we all have – and, you know, I have talked to parents and, you know, your friend Greg uh-huh. is a grandparent at this point and we all think that one day that a switch will flip. Yes. And I'll recognize that I'm an adult. Yes. You know, like in my life – I, I did get married at one point. I got divorced. Those were both big adult things. Massive. But, and I, you know, I have a, a great job with benefits and a pension. Uh-huh. And so that's really adult. When I was a kid, I yeah. thought, you know, like, well, when you're an adult, you have a career. Yeah. I have a Do career. you feel like an adult? I'm fucking dad. <laughs> I need my mommy. Right. My mommy cooked me dinner you on Sunday your- and it was so much better than anything I could ever cook. You let a recall lapse and your door opened on your car last week. Yeah, my mommy yelled at me. <laughs> like, a real adult wouldn't let that happen, but also a real adult let that happen. So what does that mean? Exactly. It's, it is, I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about at a volume that would echo through the Grand Canyon, that we're all lying when we say this adult phrase, or like, adulting is harder, we're talking about being an adult, like, we are bullshitting ourselves, and we shouldn't be made to feel 
that we're missing out on it or that we're not there yet and we're reaching for something that's deeply unattainable. Well, aren't what we're really saying is we're insecure. It's yes. kind of it's sort of a funny way to air your insecurities. Yeah. You know, all of the adulting memes on Facebook and Instagram that are like, you know, adults paying all their bills on time. Me, you know, crying and paying all my bills on time. <laughs> or something. My bills. You, you know, a bad example, but I think that if you're online, you've seen the meme, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. The adulting is hard meme. Yeah. And, you know, what we're saying though is I thought being an adult meant having every single duck in its row. And I can't what you find, find out is ducks. literally nobody has, is sure of all the ducks. I have lost a majority of my ducks. I've replaced a few with cats. And honestly, Amy and I, a couple weeks ago during our move, watched a hawk take a duck from the pond outside Girl, of our backyard, oh and it was... God, I have PTSD. Why are you bringing that back Because up? that's what it feels like to be an adult. You found your ducks, and then a hawk grabs one and goes away, and you were not planning on getting divorced, losing your job, losing a loved one, sometimes your car breaking down. You. And sometimes the hawk's duck is you. <laughs> sometimes you have ducks and sometimes you are the duck like <laughs> yeah but I just been thinking about it lately because I started listening to Andrea Savage who has a show on true TV I'm sorry that I absolutely love and you, you can do. see the first two seasons on Netflix she started a podcast called a grown woman hashtag buttholes which is funny. Which is a great fucking name for a podcast because then she makes everybody on her show say like oh I'm John Hamm and this is how I say buttholes <laughs> it's a great <laughs> way to start a show but she, butt jokes are always funny, guys. Oh, so always funny. funny. The irony is that she said that she doesn't think that poop and fart jokes are funny, but butthole jokes always funny. And I was like, it's good to have limits <laughs> in your dank humor. Have your standards. But, you know, she always talks to everybody about, like, what it means to be an adult. And that you might do something very adult-like, you know, like going through divorce or a loss or any, you know, lose a job, just major things. But that doesn't mean... You feel like one. You did something that was adult-like. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I would just really love my mom to give me a hug and tell me I'm cute and pretty and I'm, uh-huh. I'm smart and I'll find somebody and then be like, and I made your favorite sandwich and here's your chips and, you know, spin direct. Like, yeah. Thanks, mommy. Rub my hair and let me go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Or be like, here's your blanket. I put on Moana. I'd be like, thanks, mommy. Yeah. And, you know, you and I are not arrested development people. No. We aren't people who really need our mommies. No. We're just saying. But I like it. But I'm pretty sure my mom still knows better than what I know. Right. Yeah. So then if I can take that like needing parent concept yeah. to the next step. Yes, let's rewind something else. I was home this past weekend for my mommy's birthday. <laughs> home at your parents', parents house. house. Uh, you live here. I live with you. Yes. In case anybody didn't know that. As I <laughs> because tell, we're so adults. So adults. As I tell people all the time, like, oh, my roommate Amy and I, because when she's in her room on the other side of the apartment and I'm in my own room elsewhere. We're not married. No. Ugh. Girls. Um, but I had maybe a handful of lights go out in the back of my car. But, I, but I will say, you have an extreme amount of different light. You have a whole light oh show God, going on. out that on. On the back end of your on vehicle. On the back end of my vehicle, there are like 12 light bulbs at any given time. Gads. It's light insane. I knew I had a blinker out on my left side, on like the driver's side, and that I had a brake light out on my right um, passenger side. Mm-hmm. So I, my dad's like, get to AutoZone. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I came home with like a light bulb. And I was like, dad, guess what we get to do together? 
change the blinker in my car. Mm-hmm. Bonding. Yeah. Which, of course, dads are always like, yes, I can take care of my daughter's car. She'll be safe. I did this. We get in there, and he's like, okay, but there's like seven other lights out. And I was like, I don't know what those do. Yeah. You're an adult. You're not a car adult. Exactly. I'm, so not I'm a, not a car adult either. I'm not a mechanic. So he gives me like all the light bulbs and is like, AutoZone up the street. Go get new ones. Bring them back. I'm making, I'll go make breakfast, go grab light bulbs. When we come back, we'll fix everything. Like, great. So I have everything in my hand. I run up the street to AutoZone. I'm standing in there just making sure I'm getting the right ones, double checking my phone, you know, Google, like, Hyundai Elantra, this light bulb, and it's telling me what to buy. So I get everything. I get up to the counter, mm-hmm. put everything on the counter, and the guy was like, is this all? I was like, yeah. yeah. And he grabs a couple of light bulbs and he goes to me, um, is this? What he wanted you to buy. Mm. And I went, what? And he's like, are these the light bulbs he wanted you to buy? And I knew in that minute he thought that a husband or a boyfriend or some man in my life told me to buy something. And I was buying a different version of that light bulb. And I looked at him and I said, "Um, she owns that car out there and she wants to buy those. And now, real talk to everybody listening, I don't know if that's what I really should have gotten, but I was buying them, throwing away the receipt, or eating the receipt and taking those bulbs home. Irregardless. Irregardless. I was going to take those light bulbs to a grave site with me. Yes. If that meant I was going to die on the sword for this guy assuming I was just a fucking idiot. Yes. And then a man told me how to come. If, if a guy told me, I would be like, you go fucking buy the light bulbs then. Yeah. I was buying them for my car. I know that your dad consulted with you on what light bulbs mm-hmm. to buy, but I also know you well enough to know that if you were here in Orlando and you needed to buy yeah. light bulbs, you would have Googled it and figured yeah. it out. Um, I bought a couple own. light bulbs so, going up there on my own. Right. So the, the, just the, the presumption that a woman can't figure out the replacement bulbs yeah. to buy in her own vehicle and, and the audacity oh. to look you in the face and say, is this what he unnamed he yes. wanted you to buy regardless of the fact that yeah sure your dad did help you but Rick got it's erroneous erroneous, erroneous on all accounts on all accounts that's I dressed him down so fucking Good hard that he was like uh, 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 in the exterior he's like well ooh, these light bulbs are bright white and I go uh-huh I go I wanted LEDs you didn't have them I want these instead and he's like, oh, well, I, I just had to ask because they're cheaper. I go, you didn't have to yeah, ask. You had to ring me up. I was like, you didn't have to ask. And then he was like, well, then another question I have to ask is, and I go, you don't have to ask anything. So then he was like, do you need the receipt? I was like, nope. Like, I'm not returning these motherfuckers. I walk into my parents' house, throw the light bulbs down. I was like, we can't go to AutoZone anymore. Guess- <laughs> like, guys, we out. AutoZone is canceled. AutoZone is canceled. Don't, cu- don't fucking do that. You don't know that in my spare time. I'm fixing cars. I don't also work in a mechanic shop. It just makes me crazy to think that any woman that comes in there on her own may be treated that way. Yeah. I've been in a car store on my own kind of recently, like when my, my battery died a few, well, actually almost a year ago now. And, you know, so I was in a, a car place by myself and men were kind of following me around from the store, uh-huh. not in a creepy way, yeah. in like a little lady doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. And I was wandering the aisles because I kind of had just a couple other things in my head. Like, yeah. do I want a new floor mat? Do I want, yeah. you know. Do I want a scent thing? Do, do I want to buy something? So I was kind of wandering. 
And so they were just on my ass. Yeah, like, always. Can I help you find something? Do you know what aisle you're looking for? Do you know what you're looking for? I will if you leave me alone. And I was like, you're not bothering the men in yeah, the store. Of course you think I'm an idiot. Yeah. It just, anyway, when you told me the phrase, <laughs> is that what he, he wanted you to buy? I was like, mm. I literally went, mm. he? I go, she wanted me. Into my car, I was like, is buying the lights for her car. So, just a gentle reminder out there. Uh, also, misogyny is, is alive and well. Yeah, and there's no way that that man has felt the touch of a woman in the last 20 plus years. I did describe, <laughs> make you describe to me what he looks like in the... It checked out. Yeah, I'm sure his mother loves him. I hope so. Anyway, I have one more thing that I yes. want to discuss with you. So, um, over the summer, I think it was, yes. Disney announced that they're coming out with their own streaming yes. service. And everybody was excited about it, but I was like, no more. <laughs> ha- hashtag, I'm out. Yeah, because I was super jazzed. I'm like, bring it to me. Hashtag too much. I'm just like, you guys, when does it end? And I was like, yeah. how good can Disney Plus be? Okay, they have every single movie. I think I can see most of them on Netflix. I can, you know, whatever. And I just, it just, it feels like too much between yeah. I have to have the Netflix because I need to watch The Office and Friends, plus I need to watch all of their true crime and prison documentaries. Plus, well, now you're going to need that NBC channel because the Office well, and Friends are leaving Netflix. Don't, don't get me. Don't get oh. We're not even there yet. Okay. Oh, we're done. I need, I need Hulu because I need to watch, you know, current episodes of seasons if I need to or whatever. I need to have Amazon Prime because everyone has to have Amazon Prime. Yeah. But then there's also things that only stream on there and or I can watch certain Marvel's things for free. Right. I need to have Hulu. Or I already say Hulu. I need to have HBO now because... I need to have HBO now. <laughs> and now you want me to get Disney Plus for however much a month. Six ninety nine a month. Six ninety nine. And I was and like, then, no, I'm gonna stop. I'm going to I'm gonna draw the line. I'm not doing Disney Plus. And I was like, I'm doing Disney Plus. You were. It could be just twenty four hours of Cadet Kelly and I'd be like, <laughs> I have Disney Plus. Do you know what they fucking did them? Yep. Is they announced the catalog of Disney Plus yesterday two mm-hmm. days ago and kind of first of all the most brilliant way ever yeah so they dropped a tweet like the catalog is announced and then for hours continued a tweet probably the longest tweet thread ever 100%. where one by one some poor intern one by one tweeted every single title that they're going to have on this disney plus mm-hmm. platform and like I said, it went on for hours, and then, then they released then. a three-and-a-half-hour video of just clip shots of every single thing that they're going to have. And it's the most baller thing anyone's done. All 30-something episodes, or seasons in full of the television show The Simpsons. Which is... A Randolph staple. A Randolph staple, for sure. Every single Disney movie. Tastes like burning. Every single Star Wars movie. Every single Marvel movie. Um... Disney Channel movies from our childhood. Oh, the decoms. That we've long Just forgotten. Xenon Warrior Princess. The old ones, too, that I watched. Like, I watched Sleepy Hollow. I watched the, the Black Stallion. The Robot Wore Sneakers. I mean, we're talking, like, Kurt Russell's OG stuff. Uh, the, when Kim and Kyle Richards were famous for not being housewives. Those, Escape from which mountain? All of it. Bed noms and broomsticks. Girl, come on now. We're doing a show. Oh, I got excited. <laughs> you did get excited. But, you know, look, Disney Plus, I was like, fuck you, motherfuckers. I have to have this now. They take PayPal. But when does it stop is my question. It doesn't because the demand is out there. And so that's how that works. It's just like at one point, I'm going to be subscribing to 15 different Mm -hmm. streaming services. 
I'd be paying twice the amount I was paying for the cable yeah. that I canceled two years ago to save money. Yeah. It's driving me bananas. Com- capitalism is alive and well and has me by the balls. And my only concern is not necessarily like when does it stop, but like do we have enough internet infrastructure? And I read an amazing article about the fact that like the amount of fiber that we have to drop down and like Mm -hmm. our, you know, bandwidth is getting smaller and smaller all the time. A thousand percent. And thankfully for us, the most we're ever doing is streaming to Roku devices and maybe playing on our phones. In this house. In yeah. this house. But, like, you know, a family with, like, three to four children could be streaming multiple devices, playing on phones, watching TV. Absolutely. And there's not enough fiber, and now their $70 cable bill. And I say cable, but I really mean cable internet. Yeah. No their internet bill is now $150. Mm-hmm. I was telling my parents how much we spend on cable, internet, and, like, our streaming stuff. And my mom was like, my bill is $250 a month. And I was like, I think you need to rethink a lot of things. I was like, dang. Also, you got a code? Like, what can I do to hit up some Xfinity? I just Right, like, I mean, I don't have CMTV, H1, and MTV, but, like, I would love to be watched. I miss Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders so badly. I you. Yes, yeah, Miss Teen Mom and Jersey Shore. So yeah, bad. but, like, but I, I have so much available to stream. And that's to me. the thing. Like I, it's so crazy. When we talked about a very pretty renovation, I stream that, and I've, it's on my cloud DVR on our streaming service. But I'm not even getting to it because I'm just like in my room and I just throw whatever's on and just kind of go about my business. I'm not always sitting down to watch TV. So I think like mm-hmm. without all of the cable, I'm watching less TV and I'm being more particular about what I'm watching. And I think that the Disney Plus, I'm going to have it just so, like, on those nights when I need to cry and watch Coco, <laughs> I have it at my fingertips for $6.99 as opposed to, like, renting it off of Amazon for $5.99. Absolutely. For 24 hours. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I'm here for it, but I will say right. Disney Plus was stellar in there. Oh, that marketing release Ooh. was brilliant. Chef's kiss. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, well, in order to release more time back in our lives to stream television, I propose that we wrap this episode up. What do you think? I think this is a really good happy hour chat, and I'm so glad everybody came along. If you are looking to see what we're doing throughout the week, mm-hmm. please follow us on our socials at Happy Hour Rewind, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We want to know what are you drinking this week? What are you talking about this week at and your happy hour with your friends? Yes. And then, most importantly, guys, no matter what you do. Do not forget to be kind and rewind. And we'll see you at the bar. bar.